to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is going to be a recap of D23 and Long Beach Comic Con, and a little bit more, a little extra news. Uh, there's no guest on this episode. It's another episode of Just Me. Sorry, you're stuck with me, guys. But it's it's, it's going to be fun. Either way, after the last episode, uh, really the first episode that I released, it was a solo episode, uh, the response I got was kind of overwhelming. I, I, I still am kind of shocked uh, that so many people kind of flocked to that episode. Uh, over the last month, it's been the highest downloaded episode, which is kind of blowing my mind uh, because we've had a lot of great guests on here. But thank you for continuing to download that episode. Uh, I, I know a couple of the guests, uh, Matt Knudsen had even told people to go listen to that episode. Uh, so thank you for, for getting out there and listening to uh, to that episode, whether you're streaming it on Spotify, downloading it on iTunes, however you're listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to listen to that first solo episode. As I mentioned in that episode, I wanted to be able to... Uh, to maintain some consistency in the podcast, uh, something that we had lacked before. Uh, so that is what this episode is. I had a lot of things I wanted to be able to cover uh, with D23 and Long Beach Comic Con. And so I was sa- I was saving them for this. Of course, D23 wrapped up a couple weeks ago in Anaheim. Uh, Long Beach Comic Con just wrapped up a couple days ago uh, down, down there, of course, in Long Beach. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolutely wonderful time. So much great news. So many things to be looking forward to uh, out of D23. Uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of cool things happening within the industry uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, before we jump into that, though, I do want to give Luke Knoll another thank you, uh, who was on our episode last week. Uh, that episode came together so fast. Uh, it was a matter of just simply me kind of reaching out on Twitter, telling him about the show. He was game. And within a couple of days, we were recording the episode. So it all kind of came together uh, really fast. I hope I did not fanboy uh, too much on that episode. You know, I, I know Luke kind of jokes that, you know, he, he he's, he's, not, he's not anybody famous or anything like that. But, I mean, hey, he was a former Saturday Night Live cast member. And, you know, he, he's somebody I am a fan of. You know, I loved his sketches. Uh, of course, if, you, if you've gone on the website, on onthemikepodcast.com, uh, you'll, you're able to see some of those sketches that Luke was in during his time at SNL. Uh, but also, he's a, he's a fantastic comedian. His album, Guitar Comic, is incredible. And hopefully you guys have had a chance to listen to it by now, uh, whether, you, again, you guys are streaming it on Spotify or downloading it on iTunes. Uh, either way, get out there and support some great comedy and great comedy music. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed that episode of Luke Knoll, and it was really just a great time getting to know him. Hopefully I'll run into him uh, out here in the neighborhood since we found out that we're we're practically neighbors, just living a few streets over from each other. Uh, but that, that's just kind of how this area works. So, you know, we kind of even talked about it on Luke's episode. Is, you know, you, you wander around the neighborhood and you see people that, you know, are actors that you like or musicians that you like, uh, and, you, and you just kind of give each other the head nod and just kind of keep going. And, you know, it, it's just a weird thing, you know, with, within industry friends, I guess, is the, is, is the way to put it. You know, you, you meet people, whether it's through podcasting or on a show or just on any different project. And, you know, your friends and everything while you're working. And then that project comes to an end and you don't see each other except for like bumping into each other at random events or walking through your neighborhood. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting dichotomy uh, li- living in, in our little corner here of, uh, of East Hollywood. Uh, but hopefully I'll see Luke out and about, uh, you know, as, as, we're, as we're both at Starbucks or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time having him on. So thank you guys for listening to that and the feedback that you guys have uh, have, sh- have shared with me. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you guys have not made it over to our Instagram, uh, whether at On The Mic Podcast or at Tim Drake 42 uh, you guys can see the video I did for Tom's uh, with their collaboration shoes that they did with Star Wars. As I've mentioned in a couple of the last episodes, 
Tom's was kind enough to send over a pair of those to me. Uh, so I made sure I made sure to make a little video to kind of show a few of the pairs that we have of the Tom's and Star Wars collaboration shoes. Uh, so make sure you go over there and check that out. You can see that video. It's also available on the website at onthemikepodcast.com. Uh, but yeah, you can check those out. Uh, go to toms.com as well. Make sure you pick up a pair. Uh, they are going to sell out. And when they're gone, they're gone. So I, I know there's been shoes in the past that, you know, they make these special, special limited edition versions. And you just think, eh, hey, I'll get to them when I get to them. And then they're gone and you can't find them anywhere. I, I still to this day am kicking myself. Uh, Macbeth, if you remember Macbeth, uh, I, know, I know Macbeth's shoes are still out there, but not nearly as prominent as they used to be. It was Tom DeLonge's uh, clothing line. Uh, I always loved Macbeth's, and they did a special a special dropkick Murphy shoe, and it was one of those that I kept telling myself, oh yeah, I'm going to get out there and get it, I'm going to get it, and then sure enough, it was gone, and I've never seen them anywhere since. So if anybody from Macbeth is listening, I'm, I'm cool with you guys sending some of those over, or just, you know, making me a special pair. I, I'm entitled like that. I'm an entitled asshole. So, so feel free to feel free to send some over. I, I, I would love an awesome pair of those dropkick Murphy's uh, Macbeth shoes from several years ago. They were they were awesome. They were they were they were one of my favorite pairs that I never bought. So uh, yeah, don't 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 make that mistake. Get over to Tom's.com and and pick yourself up some of the Tom's and Star Wars collaboration shoes. And yeah, you can check out that video on the website or on the social media pages. And lastly, here before we dive into all the news, uh, Drunkalog Janet Quinones, who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago, her show is uh, is back September 11th at the Clubhouse. Uh, headliner is Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling is a comic I absolutely love. If you saw uh, Good Boys, uh, the new Seth Rogen movie, uh, she was one of the associate producers on that film. So, you know, you, you, you can come out and see her do stand-up as well. Like I said, Beth Stelling is absolutely hilarious, and you won't want to miss that. And, of course, Drunkalog is free. Uh, so, again, if you're here in Los Angeles, uh, get out and see that at the Clubhouse, 8 p.m. Uh, so on Wednesday, September 11th. So you will not want to miss that. Uh, that That's all of the all the business at the top here. So let's just jump into this. Again, we had so many cool things happening uh, with D23. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with D23, uh, of course, D23 is Disney's uh, kind of their Comic-Con uh, you know, we started to see it really grow and become bigger and bigger over the years. It was never one of those that I necessarily felt like, oh, yeah, I have to be at this convention. Uh, but it's becoming quite the behemoth. And, of course, you know, with the shows that they have and the films that they're releasing, uh, definitely has become something that, you know, we want to be a part of. We want to be involved with all of that. And, you know, some of the things at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, have, have ended up, you know, if they're a Disney property Disney's held back if they have D23 that year uh, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be unveiled at, at their convention. You know, we've seen Marvel forego, um, for, forego San Diego Comic-Con a couple times uh, because of D23. I mean, luckily this year at San Diego Comic-Con, we did get a huge Marvel panel. You know, there were a lot of announcements there of, of you know, a bunch of the different shows and movies uh, coming to both Disney Plus as well as, you know, coming to theaters. Uh but, you know, th those announcements just kind of kept rolling uh, during D23. Uh, one of the biggest announcements that we had Marvel-wise uh, was three new Disney Plus shows. Uh, you know, they've already announced so much with WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and, uh, you know, here comes three more Marvel shows. And all, all three of these I'm very excited by. Of course, there's Miss Marvel. There's been a lot of talk about a Miss Marvel show or movie. And everybody's kind of been waiting for this to happen. You know, when Captain Marvel came around, people were like, all right, we've got Captain Marvel, but 
but you know when when is Miss Marvel going to make her Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe debut? And here we go. You know it's it's going to be it's going to be coming to Disney Plus. I believe they said 2020 on that. Uh, I cannot remember the exact date. I th- I thought I had that here in our information. Uh, but unfortunately, I do not. Uh, but we also have She-Hulk coming, uh, which is another one that I had a feeling this one was in the works. Uh, a couple of uh, San Diego Comic Cons ago, there was a few She-Hulk uh, exclusives, and I it, it started to kind of pop up more and more and more, uh, which, which which really started to lead me to believe that something was kind of in the works that we were going to get something for She-Hulk uh, coming up here. And and there you go, it's going to be one of the new shows uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, and the third show that they announced is Moon Knight. Now, this is one I am not familiar with at all. So I, I, I don't even know that I had heard of Moon Knight prior to uh, to D23. Now, some of you may think that, you know, that just makes me a, a terrible fan. And <laughs> maybe it does. But, hey, there's so much good stuff out there. It's just hard to keep up on sometimes. So, you know, that, that's one of those that's kind of flown be- uh, beneath my radar uh, but something that I am definitely going to jump on. You know, I, I I have plenty of comic book stores all within five miles of me. I will be caught up on Moon Knight long before that show ever debuts. But it's something I'm excited about. You know, if it's if it's got a storyline that was good enough for them to make into a television show, I'm on board. Uh, which, granted, I mean, most of the Marvel shows are that way. And, you know, there, there's so much... Uh, property there from Marvel that I don't think we're ever going to see the end of it. I think they're just going to keep coming. I know a lot of people, and I've even kind of said it on here before that, you know, maybe that superhero bubble is going to pop because there's just so much of it. Uh, I know Steven Spielberg had hinted at it. And I I remember before living in Los Angeles, uh, we'd come out here for an event and pulling into the city and about 10 billboards in a row we're all for some new superhero show or the new season of, of Arrow or Flash or Supergirl. And it was like, oh, shit, maybe they're onto something. Maybe maybe that bubble is going to burst. Uh, but at this point, I don't see any way of that happening. I mean, look at how all the, all the recent Marvel movies have performed. I mean, sure, you know, they're kind of the end of Phase 3. But still, nonetheless, they're performing incredibly. All the TV shows are doing incredibly well. So, you know, I don't think the end is in sight at all. So I'm very excited to see, you know, what is coming to us from Marvel and Disney+. Plus. There, there, there's just a lot to be excited for at this point. Uh, so we did get those three announcements. And speaking of Marvel, you know, there, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, with Marvel and Sony lately, you know, with all the Spider-Man talks there. Um, and, and, and that kind of made for something interesting with all these Marvel announcements because Tom Holland, of course, was was on hand as well during D23. Uh, he was there to promote the, the new Pixar film he's part of. Uh, it's called Onward. And he, he was there with Chris Pratt, uh, the film they're going to be playing two Elf Brothers. Uh, the, I'm really excited uh, to see those two together. I think they're going to just be a, a hilarious team. Uh, but it was kind of weird to kind of jump from some Marvel stuff to, uh, to all of a sudden seeing, you know, Spider-Man here. But, you know, there's kind of been this whole rocky situation, you know, with Sony and Spider-Man and Disney. Uh, but, but you know, I'm, I'm still excited to see what Onward uh, brings to the table here. It's going to be it's going to be a great, great film. Like I said, you know, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, those two are just so funny by themselves as it is that I think the, the chemistry those two are going to bring to a film where they're playing elves looking for magic. It, it, it's got it's got a classic written all over it, and I'm very very excited to see that new Pixar film from the two of them. 
Some of the biggest news I feel that came out of D23 was Star Wars related. We had a lot of Star Wars news this year at D23. Of course, we got the trailer for The Mandalorian. I could not be more excited for The Mandalorian. I, I got chills watching that trailer for the first time. John Favreau is just such an incredible director. He knows how to give you exactly what you want. And like I said, I, I mean, I got chills watching it. I, I still, I've watched it countless times at this point, and it just makes me smile. I don't know about you guys. It gave me a very Rogue One feel to it. I And I absolutely loved Rogue One. It, it's definitely one of my favorites, even though it's not part of like the full, like, you know, each one of the trilogies. Being a Star Wars story, as it's called, I absolutely loved it. It's it's one of my favorites. And so to see that The Mandalorian kind of had that feel to me, got me even more excited for it. Of course, that's going to be available on November 12th when Disney Plus launches. I'm hoping that, uh, that that app can handle uh, the bandwidth of subscribers right away. I mean, I'm sure they're anticipating it and, you know, they, they already have been allowing people to get signed up. So, I mean, I think they know what those numbers are going to be, but I think there are going to be so many people excited for all of these shows coming, but especially uh, to be able to see this new Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, and, you know, hopefully it does not crash the app right away. Because I, I, I know come November 12th, I'm just, I'm just not going to do anything else that day. I'm going to just sit at home with a little one by my side, uh, probably ignoring me and watching The Mandalorian. I am so excited for this show. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen that, we do have the trailer available on the website so you can go see the Mandalorian trailer. Uh, but we also had another surprise with more footage from Rise of Skywalker, the final film in the Skywalker saga. Of course, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy were there to talk about this and brought out the entire cast uh, for the Rise of Skywalker onto the stage. And, you know, th this film... It's so exciting to you know have another Star Wars film. Say what you will about the Last Jedi. Yeah, were there were there flaws in it? Yeah, there were some flaws. Was it still an enjoyable film? Absolutely. If you're a fanboy who disagrees with me, fuck off. I don't care. That's your opinion. You didn't like it. Go cry about it to somebody else. Just enjoy it. We we are so lucky to have so many great films coming out. You know, if, if you would have told me years ago that we were just going to continue on with the Star Wars universe, I, I don't know that I would have believed it, especially after the prequels. I mean, I think we can all agree that the, that the prequels were, you know, they were a little weak, but they're still fun to have in there. And now that we've had this new set of trilogies from The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and now Rise of Skywalker... I, I'm excited to see how this storyline gets tied up. Of course, within the trailer, there's so much to dissect in there. Of course, you know, we see Ray kind of kind of having a dark side approach there. She has her double, double lightsaber at the end of the trailer. Kind of gave everybody an oh shit moment there of what, what could, this could possibly mean. Of course, C-3PO sitting up with his red eyes, you know, almost like he's possessed by something. There's just so much to take in on this trailer. And, you know, again, it's a available on our website you guys can go check that out of course it's on youtube or anywhere else but hey go to our website it's, it's so much easier you just go to onthemicpodcast.com and find these trailers right there uh but again there's just so much excitement there uh from star wars uh and again you know that's not even where everything ended with the star wars news as all of the star wars news was being released kathleen kennedy brought out none other than ewan mcgregor Obi-Wan Kenobi, 
uh, to be able to make a huge announcement that he is going to be reprising the role of Obi-Wan uh, for an upcoming uh, Disney Plus show. So, we, again, we get more and more Star Wars. It's just, it's the Star Wars that keeps on giving. Of course, Star Wars Rebels is going to be coming back as well for Disney Plus. Uh, again, just so much Star Wars news uh, out of D23. And we also got to look at the new poster for D23 that is just amazing. Like, I love the color scheme of it, but also I love that we've got uh, Emperor Palpatine just kind of sunken into the background. If you blink, you almost don't even notice that he's there. Uh, but again, I mean, we, we heard in the very first teaser, we heard that laugh in the background. Everybody was just kind of like, oh shit, is Palpatine part of this? And there we go. You know, he's clearly he's in the poster. So we're going to see where this part of it takes us. But there's just so much to be excited about with all of this. Again, if you're one of those fanboys that, you know, you're, you're just down on everything Star Wars at this point, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm excited about it. There's plenty of other people excited about it. There's millions of people excited about it. Your little teeny opinion, that's all it's good for. So don't worry about it. Be a fan. Enjoy it. If you love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. Let's just all have fun and be able to enjoy all that Disney is bringing us from the Rise of Skywalker, the Mandalorian, more Star Wars Rebels, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I couldn't ask for more. I could, but, you know, I don't want to be too greedy. But keep bringing it to us, Disney. I'm very excited to see what else is in store uh, from Disney and Disney Plus and Star Wars. Of course... Uh, an announcement for for the younger the younger crowd here uh, that kind of I think it took me a little bit by surprise because like do we really need this? Uh, but from the response of people, maybe we do. Uh, the they announced uh, the return of Lizzie McGuire, a show I've never seen a single episode of. Uh, but I know siblings growing up mentioned it. I know it was a big hit show. You know, it was a big thing for Hillary Duff, and of course, it was announced that Hillary Duff is going to be continuing that role. Uh, as, as Lizzie McGuire, they kind of teased that they were looking for a new Lizzie McGuire, that they had been doing all this casting and then announced that, you know, there's only there's only one person that's Lizzie McGuire. And they brought out Hillary Duff uh, to to complete that announcement. Uh, so, you know, that, that's going to be fun for a new generation to be able to see Lizzie McGuire and be able to enjoy that show. Uh, so welcome back, Hillary Duff. Congrats on, on that. Uh, again, show I've never watched, but it, it was making the headlines that, you know, she was going to be back as Lizzie McGuire. And the last big panel from D23 that I wanted to touch on, of course, is the Simpsons panel. Uh, this is the first time the Simpsons were part of D23 since the uh, since the big Disney-Fox merger. And, you know, I had kind of mentioned uh, during San Diego Comic-Con that I was a little nervous, you know, about what what this was going to mean for the Simpsons as they joined up, uh, joined up with Disney. Uh, but as we saw during San Diego Comic-Con, we had nothing to worry about. And that kind of continued on during D23. You know, they, they even played an entire clip show of all the times that they have made fun of Disney uh, over the years, which was a lot of fun to be able to see that. Of course, we know of stuff that'll be in the upcoming Treehouse of Horror. There, there's a lot of great things that they still have. They're, they're not going to stop. They're not going to lighten up just because they're they're owned by Disney now. Uh, Matt Groening and company are still going to keep poking fun at them. Uh, but it was fun, too, to hear some stories. You know, Matt Groening hasn't, you know, always talked too much about Disney. You know, we've learned some of his past, you know, what inspired him. But there were certain things that during this D23 panel that he discussed that, 
you know, were things that we were not aware of. Uh, for example, he always loved that Donald Duck always had some type of, you know, different gag in every single one of the uh, Donald Duck shorts. And so that's kind of what inspired him with the couch gag, where the couch gag and during the opening credits always has some type of different gag. That is, that's where that came from. He was inspired from Donald Duck cartoons uh, to be able to have a different gag every single episode. And so there we go. We, we, we got the couch gag out of that. But he also talked about family trips to Disneyland and, and, you know, how Disney was always an inspiration to him. And it was fun, you know, being able to hear uh, hear so much about that. Uh, the, the panel was pretty much the same as San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, minus Stephanie Gillis, she was not there. Uh, but Nancy Cartwright, the voice of, of course, Bart Simpson, uh, was part of the panel, as well as Mike B. Anderson and uh, and writer Matt Selman, and of course Al Jean and Yardley Smith uh, was back as the moderator. So we saw her kind of make her moderator debut at San Diego Comic Con, and uh, D twenty three she uh, she kept that going. Uh, one of the kind of more somber moments of that uh, of that panel uh, was as they kind of paid their respect to uh, to Rusty Taylor, who is best known as the voice of Minnie Mouse, uh, but also she uh, she did several voices in the Simpsons universe, of course, of Martin Prince, Uter, uh, Sherry, and Terry, and so so Matt Groening, you know, he he gave he gave uh, you know his remembrance of her. And then in, in the usual Simpsons panel fashion, uh, gave away a special art piece, uh, a drawing that he did of Minnie Mouse uh, in remembrance of Rusty Taylor. So it was really cool uh, to be able to kind of see a little bit different of a Simpsons panel uh, than what we're used to seeing at San Diego Comic-Con. But nonetheless, it's still the Simpsons. It was wonderful. Nothing's going to change with that merger with Fox. And I'm very excited to see what this upcoming season of The Simpsons has uh, has, has coming for us. Uh, there was there's also at during the Simpsons panel, uh, they they had some cool Simpsons and Disney uh, mashup stuff. Uh, at San Diego Comic Con, we've of course seen from Bongo Comics and things like that. They always make the little uh, Simpsons uh, kind of fan paddle, you know, the the wide paddle that you can kind of fan yourself with, and they put one of the characters' faces on it. Uh, sometimes they have them at the Fox booth, and they're just fun little things to collect and just have. Uh, they did a special one though for this panel uh, that's Bart wearing a Mickey hat with a stick with sticking his tongue out. I was really excited about this. Uh, it seems like such a silly thing to be uh, to be excited over, but as a Simpsons fan and a collector, uh, it, it was a really cool new piece to kind of add to the collection. Uh, you can see that on our website as well. I posted a picture of those Bart fan paddles. I know that people are selling them on eBay, so if you're a big Simpsons collector and Disney fan and you want that kind of special piece of, uh, of commemorative... Uh, commemorative uh, art i guess you could say uh you know you can find those on ebay people have them listed for some ridiculous prices so don't go too crazy they'll come down in price i mean again i mean it's a piece of it's a piece of cardboard on basically a, a big popsicle stick so don't go crazy paying you know a hundred dollars for them like some people have listed uh, but then they also released a print at d23 uh, that's really cool that has like the Simpson family silhouette looking at like the Disney fireworks and you see Tinkerbell kind of, you know, making one of those fireworks happen while Bart is in the corner uh, with his slingshot getting ready to shoot Tinkerbell down. Uh, it's a really cool little piece to be able to uh, to commemorate this moment of the Simpsons and Disney coming together. Uh, so, so even though they had their fun with it. You know, they they it's they also recognize you know how big of a of a momentous occasion this is to have the two of them joining up. Uh, so yeah, look look for some of those little pieces of merchandise that are floating around out there uh, with the Simpsons and D twenty three. That's gonna kind of cover our little bit of D23, you know, we have more articles up on the website that you can check out again on the mikepodcast.com If you want to read up a little bit more on what went on there. And there's of course, pictures to accompany 
all the things that we're talking about. So make sure you check that out. You can see those trailers as well. Uh, as I mentioned, this last weekend, we spent time down in Long Beach at Long Beach Comic Con. This was our second time over at Long Beach Comic Con. And, you know, we, we always have a good time down there. They make the process really easy of getting checked in. They're always ready on time. You know, it, it seems like such a little thing. Uh, but having, you know, been a part of many conventions, you'd be surprised how many fail at such an easy thing where you show up to pick up your, your professional badge or your press badge. And, you know, the, nobody's there. They don't have their list of who they're giving them to. And, you know, it, it can just be a disaster. But Long Beach Comic Con is always just a very quick process of, of taking care of us and just getting us on our way, uh, you know, two years now. And, you know, they, they never let us down. So, you know, thank you to them for having us back. Uh, first of all, th th this year's uh, con was a little bit, uh, at least in my opinion, quieter uh, than, than last year's. Uh, we we kind of started off puttering around outside though, uh, because they had a bunch of the uh, of the movie cars outside. Now these are of course cars that fans have made. None of these were the actual you know prop cars or anything like that, but they are expertly done and they look fantastic. Of course, there was the Ecto One out there, uh, some of the Jurassic Park Jeeps and everything, uh, the DeLorean with uh, with Mister Fusion on top. Uh, yeah, and uh, there are a couple of different Herbies out there from, from Herbie the Love Bug. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun kind of puttering around and checking out all of those different uh, TV and film cars. Uh, and yeah, t t we, we took so many pictures by those. And yeah, we just we had, we had a lot of fun with the cars uh, kind of starting things off there. And of course, of course, I had to stop and get my picture with R2. They always have a bunch of different R2-D2 units there. Uh, they're not just there for Long Beach Comic Con, but they also have... Uh, Space Expo that is part of Long Beach Comic Con that kind of takes up a little part of the convention floor. And, you know, they, they always bring over R2. They have a bunch of Star Wars tie-ins there. Of course, that and just Space Discovery and a lot of things just celebrating everything astronomy and space. Uh, so it, it's fun to always stop by them um, and check out what they've got going on. Uh, take, take some pictures and everything. It's, it's kind of like a big photo op uh, within a lot of the areas there at Long Beach Comic Con. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun fun seeing R2. The the guy that had the R2 that that I took the picture with, I guess he's put $26,000 into making that R2 as realistic as possible. And and it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible to be able to see that that R2 and watch it function. I mean, it really is just like you're looking at R2D2, you know, functioning as you would expect him to if he was a real functioning droid. <laughs> but it was it was really cool to be able to check that out uh, this year too. You know, I, I I feel like some of what made it a little bit quieter is they had a lot of competition. So some of the bigger vendors this year um, weren't there. Todd Ladd wasn't there. Vicious Kill wasn't there. Tino Evil wasn't there. Who are some of the bigger names that they've had in the past? But they did have a lot they had to compete with. Of course, Pax West was going on at the same time. Dragon Con, Burning Man. And, uh, and, and I know the OC Fair uh, down in Orange County had also uh, started that weekend. And a lot of those different vendors all participated in all of those. So I know a couple of them were out at Burning Man. I know, I, I believe Tino Evil was over at the OC County Fair. Uh, so, you know, yeah, there, there was a lot of things that I think, unfortunately, kind of pulled some of the great vendors away from Long Beach Comic Con this year. Uh, nothing against Long Beach Comic Con. It's just, you know, 
some of the bigger shows and things like that kind of took precedent, I think, and they just had a lot they had to compete with. So it was kind of a bummer on that end because there, there were certain things that I was hoping to pick up uh, specifically from uh, from, T- from uh, Tino Evil, and they weren't there. So hopefully hopefully I'll be able to find it on their website. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tino Evil, they do kind of a lot of different horror-themed and, uh, and zombie-themed uh, uh, T-shirts that are all kind of pop culture-related. Uh, not just from TV shows, so it's not like you're just looking at like, oh, Walking Dead shit or something like that. One of them they have is uh, is Bob's Big Boy, but it's turned into Negan from The Walking Dead. So uh, they, they have a lot of great kind of mashup and crossover shirts. Uh, but yeah, they had, they had a new uh, a new Pennywise shirt that I was really wanting to pick up. But unfortunately, they were not there. So hopefully I'll be able to track that down uh, still. Uh, but one of the vendors that has always caught our eye uh, when we're wandering around uh, Long Beach Comic Con, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw a bunch of the stuff uh, from them that I had posted there in my story. Uh, but it's Unwrapped Art. The, the guy that runs Unwrapped Art, he basically, he'll take action figures and then he takes display cases and poses them up and creates the background and everything and just makes some incredible 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 displays uh one of my favorites that he had was pennywise dancing uh, on the stage and that one was just a really cool one and it's, it's one that i'll probably pick up honestly the next time i see him at a convention um, i'm assuming that he will be at los angeles comic-con in october and i think i'm gonna have to uh, i think i'm gonna have to pick it up there uh, but yeah, un- unwrapped art. You can you can find them on Instagram, and you'll be able to see uh, a lot of the stuff that they do. Uh, he has a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff um, as well, so you'll be able to see that, and, and you'll you'll see exactly why I like his work. It is really some good stuff, and you know, hopefully, we'll be able to pick up some more of that. Um, you know, eventually at the next convention that we see him at. Uh, this year too, it, it's it seemed like the celebrities were a little bit lacking. You know, with these smaller. Uh, with these smaller conventions, you know, they'll usually have a lot of celebrities that'll come in for photo ops and things like that. Uh, the only person I ran into, a uh, former guest on the podcast, is Sam Jones, of course, Flash Gordon. Uh, he was there signing signing pictures and stuff for fans. Sam, Sam is an incredible person. I absolutely love talking with him. And, uh, yeah, we, we didn't really get to, to chat with him because he did have a very long line, uh, you know, of people getting his autograph. But he was the only person... Uh, that I saw there. Uh, and then there was also uh, Matty Cotteropol, uh, who uh, you've probably seen him in a series Unfortunate Events. He was also in Stranger Things. Uh, he's in Selfie, Jurassic World. I mean, he, he's been in a lot recently. Uh, I know that he was there. I did not uh, I did not encounter him at all. But those were the only names that I, that I recognized from anything. Um, and I, I kind of have a feeling it was because of their stiff competition. Uh, we still had a good time, though, you know, being able to wander the floor and kind of see everything that they had going on. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was still a good time in Long Beach. I, I just love being able to go down to Long Beach. The convention center is just perfect right there, uh, kind of on the harbor at, and at the Long Beach Pier. Uh, we also started filming uh, while we were down there, 31 Days of Horror. So one of the uh, one of our first locations is in Long Beach this year. Uh, so we, we made our way over to that. And I, I, I posted a little teaser of it. Uh, that you guys might have seen uh you can post your guesses it, it's pretty obvious <laughs> what it was uh but we had a good time we had a good time filming that while we were down there uh but yeah long beach comic-con uh, it was a good time as always you know even though you know it felt like it was lacking and a little bit quieter this year 
the the reasonings most likely behind that made sense. It, it's all in what you make of it. And we still had a great time at Long Beach Comic Con. So thank you again uh, to them uh, for having us back. You know, we look forward to coming back next year. And uh, again, check out Unwrapped Art and be able to see you know some of the stuff uh, that, that they have on there. And he also does custom. So if you have a, an action figure that you know you want staged a certain way or you want to be able to create something with it. Uh, Hit, hit him up. See, see what he can do for you. See what prices he has uh, to be able to build a custom piece for you. And, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool stuff. So make sure you check that out. Coming up in the fall, in the following weeks, you know, as I mentioned, we'll be headed down to Galaxy's Edge, uh, down at Disneyland uh, in a couple weeks here. We'll be covering all of that. I'll have a big write-up on the website of my experience there. I'm so excited about going down there and finally checking out Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's probably going to break the bank. I, I, of course, being a huge Star Wars fan, I've heard there's a lot of really cool merchandise. And, of course, I want to build a lightsaber. Why wouldn't I build a lightsaber? I, I have to go. I have to go and do that. <laughs> and of course, they have uh, Haunted Mansion's 50th anniversary is going on right now, which they also just released an incredible line of Funko Pops. I know Box Lunch has some exclusives. Hot Topic, Target, uh, a bunch of places have exclusives for the Haunted Mansion 50th anniversary Funkos. Uh, so make sure you look out for those. So we're we're going to be uh, looking at a bunch of different exclusive merchandise they have down at the park as well. I know that they've created a bunch of great stuff for the Haunted Mansion 50th. Uh, so make sure you keep your eyes out for that. Um, those Funkos they are going to go fast. I know I picked up the uh, the Box Lunch exclusive of the Groundskeeper uh, just the other day. And there were people that were buying multiples while I stopped by to get mine. Uh, all those resellers out there, they got to put them up on eBay. Uh, you guys know my feelings on resellers. I'm not a fan, uh, but whatever. If that's your business model, go for it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I think everybody should have their opportunity to pick up, you know, the thing that they're a fan of. And it shouldn't just be, you know, some greedy person scooping them all up to... To you know, double triple the price for fans. You know, just just be just be nice to each other. Let everybody have their fair shot at it. Uh, but yeah, keep your eyes out for those Haunted Mansion 50th anniversary Funkos, Box Lunch, Hot Topic, Target. I'm sure you can get them on the Funko Shop as well. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great stuff coming out there. I know there are some park exclusives as well. So if you're at Disneyland, and I'm pretty sure Disney World has them as well, uh, you'll be able to find those park exclusives there. Uh, speaking of Funko, uh, New York Comic Con is about a month away now, and they've started to release a bunch of the uh, New York Comic Con exclusives, and they are incredible. I am so excited about these upcoming Funkos that they've announced for New York Comic Con. Uh, probably, probably my first, my early favorites is, uh, of course, with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot coming coming out here. Uh, they did a Blunt Man and Chronic. It's going to be one I'm going to have to have. Uh, it's a two pack that, they, that they've made for them. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be one that I have absolutely have to pick up, and I'm kind of bummed that we aren't gonna be at New York Comic Con this year. So uh, anybody that's gonna be there, if you wanna do me a favor and pick me up some of those, I won't complain. <laughs> but hopefully they'll be shared. I'm, I'm sure a bunch of these will be shared uh, with Hot Topic and Box Lunch and Barnes and Noble. You know they they always do a good job sharing uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the convention exclusives. Uh, so yeah, ma make sure you keep your eyes out for those. Uh, they also have a new uh, new one if you're collecting any of the Back to the Future Funkos. Uh, they've released it when Marty's in the biohazard suit um, and tells his dad that he's Darth Vader uh, to be able to get him to ask his mom to the dance. Uh, yeah, they, they've made they've made Marty in the uh, in the Darth Vader suit. Uh, or the biohazard suit uh, into one of the fun because they've got stuff from 2001 a space odyssey uh doctor who i know there's a special brita uh, community one uh, yeah there's a lot of great stuff that they've uh 
that they're releasing for New York Comic Con. Uh, I've got all of those up on the website as well, so you can see all of the early announcements and what they have put out uh, so far there. A lot of great stuff coming up this weekend. Of course, It Chapter 2 is in theaters today. If you're listening to this the day that it's releasing, September 6th, uh, It Chapter 2 is in theaters today. I'm very excited about this. You know my love for Pennywise and for the It franchise and the book. And yeah, to be able to to see Chapter 2 here, I'm so incredibly excited. We, of course, saw the cast and everybody down at San Diego Comic-Con at Conan. And yeah, I just could not be more excited for this film. Uh, As you're listening to this, I'm probably in the theater right now watching it. And, you know, you'll have to wait for another episode for me to tell you what tell you my thoughts on it. Uh, early reviews of people, people are absolutely loving it. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for my thoughts on that. And, you know, in the meantime, you may as well get out and see it. I mean, who cares about my thoughts? Go out and see it for yourself and you can you can you can enjoy it. Chapter two. Uh, as well. Some of the upcoming guests we have, uh, comedian Matt McCarthy, you've seen on Conan. Uh, he's a regular sketch actor there. He's absolutely hilarious. He'll be coming up. And uh, Tony Thaxton from Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, he's the drummer from Motion City. Uh, I know he's going to be joining us as well. Both of them are on the calendar and a bunch of other great guests in the works uh, You know that we should have on the calendar uh, for the remainder of September and October. A lot of great things to come. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, talking over some of the stuff that we saw at D23 as well as at Long Beach Comic Con. Uh, These episodes are honestly nerve-wracking for me because, again, I am literally sitting in the dark. I'm sweating like crazy right now uh, because I have to turn off all the fans, and it's like 95 degrees uh, today in Los Angeles. It has been really hot this last week, and, uh, yeah, I I am just a puddle of sweat right now. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that we got this episode out there. Uh, so thank you guys for for taking the time to listen and know that I am dying of sweat in an incredibly hot apartment that I cannot wait to turn the fans back on uh, as we wrap up this episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Feel free to tweet to me and reach out to me with any of your thoughts, uh, any exclusives that you're looking forward to. Um, and, of course, go to the website, onthemicpodcast.com, to stay up to date on all of that news. Um, of course, with, with D23, with anything New York Comic Con, we'll make sure that all of that is still covered. Even though we won't be in attendance, we will make sure that that is still covered for you guys uh, and have all of that news and any exclusives on there as well. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode with D23 and Long Beach Comic Con. We'll see you next week. Next week.